You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. This podcast is made possible by the Made in Oklahoma program, created for Oklahoma's entrepreneurs. Their free-to-join program focuses on economic growth and development for the small businesses who grow, process, or manufacture a good within Oklahoma. Retail stores who sell Made in Oklahoma products can also benefit from their program. Above all, they encourage you to support and shop local wherever possible. Find them on Facebook and visit their website at www.madeinoklahoma.net to learn more. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, your host. Back with another episode. I am with Jared Miller today of Miller Pecan uh, up in Afton, Oklahoma, northeastern part of the state. Uh, thanks to Carrie for setting this up. Really appreciate it. Uh, and I'm really excited just to share, you know, your story. I know you and your brother are kind of in going to the business and started from looking at the website in 1980, kind of from where your dad had started. Um, I'm really excited to kind of dive into that and share the story, but, uh, first of all, appreciate you coming on and, um, excited to, yeah, hear, hear about, you know, what you guys have going on. Yeah. So, uh, we started harvesting pecans and everything back when we were kids. Um, it was just a side job, make extra money during the holiday time. And over the years, it just kind of got bigger. And my dad uh, used to work at a tire plant once it shut down. Uh, he uh, got bigger into the pecans and uh, just ended up growing larger and larger. We bought our initial farm that we have right now in the year 2000. And uh, it's about... 900, 900 acres of uh, producing trees. We have about 200 acres of young trees, anywhere from one year old to, you know, 10 years old coming on of different varieties. Uh, back in uh, 2014 is when uh, me and my brother, then we lost my father back in 2010 in a farming accident. And so in 2014, me and my brother decided either we wanted to expand buy more land or build a processing plant. So we went with the uh, pecan processing plant and our initial thoughts were we just wanted to process our own crop and be able to market it. And the first year, I think we shelled about three times what we produced and it's just kind of grown from there. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you guys are like one of only a few places in the, in the States that do the full process, right. From like, um, finish. yes, I think there's maybe about three different companies that go every wall from planting a tree to harvesting it, to cleaning it, to processing the marketing. Yeah. And then selling it covered in chocolate somewhere else, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is, I was looking through the website. It was just like, yeah, I'd like that. I'd like that. <laughs> I like yeah, that. Just well, keep going down the list. It doesn't help with a weight loss program for sure. Uh, I'm sure. Yeah, you you have to product test, right? It's kind of part of yeah. But now the actual raw pecans are really good. Uh, they're doing a lot of research. We now have our own marketing order. It's uh, the um, um, it's a FMO installed through USDA and everything. Yeah. So and they're doing a lot of research and development and finding out that pecans are one of the healthiest nuts you can eat. And there's a lot of health benefits to them. Yeah. And they're even, I even found out that uh, just this last weekend uh, meeting, the Kansas City Chiefs nutritionist uh, is uh, recommending them to all their players to include pecans in their diet. 
that's great. Great so, for you guys. Works from homes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you can't have a better marketing uh, marketing plan from that guy, right? I mean, just yeah. you know, Super Bowl, whatever. Yeah, it's just it's all it's all it's all the pecans. Doesn't matter that he's just started eating them. It's clearly yeah. Uh, that's really cool. So, I mean, nine hundred acres—that's a lot of land, and you have some more, right? Um, we used to do a lot of custom harvesting also, but now since our processing plant has grown so much, um, uh, we've let a lot of those acres go. We've, uh, let other growers in the area take care of them and we just kind of do everything we own now. And yeah. That's cool. This has turned into a full-time job here. Yeah. I don't doubt that. That's, uh, that does sound like a lot of work and I, you know, like I'm sure you got so much stuff coming in and going out and it's hard to keep track. But before we, I want to dive into that stuff a little later, you mentioned, you know, that you kind of picked pecans as a kid and you were you and your brother and stuff, you know, when you're high school and what was your like, you know, earliest memories of doing this kind of thing with family and dad and stuff like that? Uh, probably my earliest memory was my great grandpa stopped by on a Saturday morning and, you know, I was back whenever we had three TV channels and so Saturday's the only mornings you got to watch cartoons. And uh, I was probably seven, six or seven, somewhere in there. And he just pops in the door and says, uh, we're going to pick pecans. <laughs> and so we <laughs> loaded up and went with him and picked pecans all day. And that was probably the first time I remember pick, picking pecans. Yeah. You, you're probably, probably like, why am I out here? It's boiling. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not he fun. was picking them strictly for family use. He was never in the pecan business. And and he retired from a railroad and had nothing to do with pecans, but just go went out and picked them every winter for the family. Yeah. Yeah. So then I guess, you know, you, you, you know, you're growing up when you go to high school and you've always been and grown up in Afton area. Um, I, so I grew up in Welch, which is a little town about maybe 30 miles from here, 30 minutes. Um, and, you know, after that, I went to college, played football in college. And yeah, I was leaving the farm. I wasn't coming back. Yeah. You know, what did you find? Uh, I played at Missouri State. Oh, nice. But yeah, I was leaving the farm to find a lot better job. And somehow I landed right back here. Yeah. Did you, <laughs> My was, brother. Was it kind of you, you came back from college and figured out, you know, I want to go do something else. And then, um, you know, I was in my senior year and, uh, my brother called me up one day with an opportunity. He wanted me to buy into a uh, custom cleaning plant because when the pecans are harvested in the field, you have to take them and separate all the debris mm-hmm. to get just the in-shell pecan. So he talked me into uh, buying a place, and we put, built a custom cleaning plant. We did that for several years. And, uh, and it did really good and everything. And it's just one of those deals. We didn't have the technology 20 years ago we have now with like computer eye machines and different things. Otherwise we'd probably still be doing that. But we did that for seven, eight years, got it paid off, built our new plant down on our other farm, our new farm where we're at right now. And kind of went from there. Yeah. How many, how much staff do you have then? Um, so right here at the shelling plant, we'll run anywhere from 20, 25, depending on how busy we are. Mm-hmm. And the farm, we can usually harvest and clean with about eight to 10 people in the farm. So it's a fairly big size operation, right? Uh, yeah, it's uh, definitely a seven day a week job. Uh, yeah. Eight, 18, 20 hour days, you know, during November, December. Yeah. Peak, peak no, no time, right? <laughs> Yeah. Is that kind of the busiest season for you guys? 
It's definitely the busiest. Um, usually about December 20th, it kind of just falls off because everybody, you know, kind of has all the pecans and everything for the holiday. And, yeah, you know, the retail stay busy up till maybe the 23rd or so, 24th. But the wholesale definitely just falls off right before Christmas. Yeah, which is nice for you guys because you actually get to take a break. Yeah, Christmas. well, it'll take a couple of days maybe, unless it's uh, sunshine and calling for rain, then you're out there picking on Christmas Day. Yeah. That's I, I saw on the website you guys do, do you know millions of pecans is what you guys are putting through and you know processing and all that kind of stuff like that's that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. I think we're up to now. If we're cracking uh, big nuts, we can probably crack about twenty two thousand in uh, eight hours. Wow. Yeah. And that's so. It's pretty impressive. What? Um, so so you mentioned like you kind of two thousand fourteen. Your brother came in. Uh, and you kind of got into all this. Uh, where does like the, you know, going into market and then selling, I guess, in stores and all that kind of stuff and, you know, having the online website and the shop, how, where does that all come into it? Um, so that's kind of what I do. Okay. Um, I go out and try to find new markets and talk to distributors and, you know, confectionaries and everything and try to get it in. And one thing we found out once we uh, started, you know, getting bigger, you know, then you got to have a bunch of different credentials like, you know, food safety audits and HACCPs and a bunch of bills. And like, we're just getting ready to do our, I think our third party audit renews in about two weeks. Mm -hmm. So we have to, we're trying to get all our paperwork done for that. And, uh, but, yeah. That that's that's a pain in the backside in itself, and I'm sure yeah, it is but, obviously, but it is like you know, you know, food safety definitely is an important yeah. thing, and uh, you know, it ensures that everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah, definitely. So, um, I mean, there's so much stuff that you guys do for you know the process. It's not you know there's you know planting, farming, like all of this. That's a lot of stuff to be dealing with. Like I've been around the ag industry enough to know like a few things here and there. And that's, you know, different sections of what you guys do and you guys are just doing it all. So Yeah. Well, that's hence the gray hair. <laughs> At least yeah, it doesn't fill out. I won't ask how old you are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like I'm actually, I'm 25 and I have 75 gray hairs. <laughs> I want to go. <laughs> oh yeah. It's, um, do you have, I guess, do people come out and pick, like, as, as like, recreationally on, on any Um They used to a bunch. Uh, so back in the day, they used to come in, pick on shares. And uh, now with all the mechanical equipment and everything you have, you can pretty much get them all. And so uh, there's not a whole lot of share pickers come in anymore. I think down in the deep south, they still have some, but in our area, not really. So a lot Everybody. of stuff really has evolved with technology then coming from when your dad started as a hobby to now. Yeah. So if we get the right weather, you know, what would have took us probably 60 days to harvest before. If we get good dry weather, we could do that in 12 days now if yeah. we had perfect picking conditions. Yeah. So, and, go ahead. Oh, and, uh, you know, different parts of the country, they can move twice as fast as we can because – we still have a lot of native groves in our area and uh, you know, you get like out in Georgia and New Mexico and the areas there, they're all orchards, inline trees and they can sweep them into a windrow and you know, they can move probably three or four times faster than we can. Yeah. I, I, you mentioned New Mexico. I, I 
been kind of I'd seen a few down there and I, I at first didn't realize what they were driving through and like uh, you're right you know they are in complete rows and straight lines and flat land and that must be a lot easier than than you uh, down wouldn't think they could grow a pecan in a desert <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's impressive for sure so for for people like kind of who don't know a lot about the process and and you guys do everything Tell 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 me and the people listening from from start to finish, from planting the tree to delivering it at the store. What is like the whole thing that you guys do? So uh, when we plant a tree here in Northeast Oklahoma, it takes us about thirteen years to get it big enough. About Eleven to thirteen years to get it big enough to mechanically shake it and harvest it. Um, it'll start bearing nuts uh, at probably age four, five, four. It'll have some nuts on it, but it really won't be worth commercially harvesting. So the harvesting process, we have a tree shaker that actually has rubber pad that hooks onto the tree, runs off PTO of a tractor, and just shakes the heck out of a tree. You definitely don't want to be a big tree. You don't want to be standing anywhere near it because a little bitty pecan can hurt really bad. It's like somebody throwing a rock at you to 20 feet. And so once they're on the ground, we have another piece of machinery. It has rubber fingers. works just like a vacuum cleaner instead of bristles as fingers and it just sweeps the ground clean and it picks up little sticks acorns anything on the ground at that point we transport them uh, to our cleaning plant on the farm and we have a series of uh, reels uh, blowers and uh, we even have a, a computer eye to, that does um, separates them on color so after we can blow like all the light leaves, all the light trash away, they'll go through the eye machine, sort the good pecans from the bad. And then we even still have hand inspectors on a conveyor belt, picking what all that missed. Mm-hmm. And uh, at that point, they go into super sacks and determine on the moisture, we might have to dry them down or not. And then they just go in storage until we can uh, get them down to the plant, get them all ran through processed. Yeah. And once we get into the hotter months, we do have cold, a lot of cold storage here on site that we can freeze them and so we can keep everything as fresh as possible. Yeah. I mean, 11 to 13 years, that's a, are you guys consistently planting trees? We have been. Well, I think we're going to take a couple years break here. I mean, we, uh, we kind of filled in all our open areas. So now we got to decide. We also run cattle on our farm too in different areas. So now we got to decide if we want to give up some more pasture. Yeah, more trees or not? Is, is, is the cow thing more of just a just a kind of hobby and fan? You know, just because um, farming up in that area, you have the land. Yeah, we've we've definitely downsized our cattle operation. Um, it's probably a fourth of what it used to be. We used to run on quite a few cattle, you know, revenue source. But uh, you know, now it's just one of those deals. We have the grass, we have the land. Something we always did, so we don't know any better. Yeah, yeah, and, and it can be, you know. If you have the land and the cattle, and it can be, you know, definitely worth it if you already have yeah. it. Day. Uh, you know, it's even if you just use it for your own use to feed your family, like it's totally worth it. Yeah, I, this I, time of year, all the cows are Kevin, and you know, the wife loves the baby kids. So, oh yeah, yeah. I was um, I was speaking to someone recently about that, and they were like, "Yeah, we just kind of gave you know the kids birth a new, you know, little baby calf or whatever," and. 
Wow, that's that's an experience for a kid to be involved with. <laughs> Just you know, that's that's what they do. But I was kind of scrolling through the website, and there's a lot of cool things on there. And, and for everyone listening, I'll post the links to the website down below, millerpecancompany.com. Um, tell me a little bit about you know the sharing the special tree to the table journey with the kids. That seems like a really cool thing that you guys do. Um, so. We, we really try to push that and everything, just trying to, uh, you know, teach freshness. And it seems like it's really becoming really important to people. They know where their food comes from. Mm-hmm. So by us being able to handle it from start to finish with, uh, you know, the option of cold storage, that everything is as fresh as they could possibly get it. We have pecans that uh, is from the last year's crop in our freezers right now that look just like the new crop that's getting ready to come off the trees. Um, our new crops should start coming off the trees here in the next three weeks or so in this area. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, as long as, and that's what most people don't understand is how to store a pecan. Uh, most people, you know, buy them off of store shelves, go home, throw them in their pantry or covered and get them out in two months and they're rancid. But, you know, pecan should always be kept in cold storage. I mean, it's a produce. But if, if you freeze it, I mean, you can keep a pecan for three years or four, and it'll be just as good as the day you put it in there. Yeah. And yeah. by us being able to, as soon as the weather starts warming up in um, February, March, I mean, everything goes in the freezers, so they can't deteriorate any until we can get them all processed. Yeah. Does that is that kind of also having the ability to keep them for so long. Is that what ties into the fundraising side of things? That's also on the website as well. Like how to fundraise using pecans. Yes. And, uh, all of our fundraisers though, we, uh, they'll all be filled with like new crop pecans and, and like Georgia just started uh, harvesting this last week mm-hmm. and they were delayed by a uh, hurricane. I think it was a Sally that went through yeah. there. The last hurricane that went through there and dropped a bunch of rain, no real damage, but Anyway, so we'll start, we'll get some early pecans from them so we can, you know, get it out to the early fundraisers before Thanksgiving because our pecans come a little later and the fundraisers or gift uh, pack for Christmas will be filled with our local pecans here. Yeah, definitely. We will have to buy a few outside pecans. That's, uh, yeah, I mean, dealing with weather and, and all that stuff that's going on. I mean, I know we have our fair share of weather out here, but thankfully we haven't had any hurricanes yet in 2020 yeah. in Oklahoma, <laughs> but still time. Uh, this year has been crazy. Uh, so tell me about, I love like, you know, I said earlier, scrolling through the, the online store and just seeing everything, the different flavors, the different things that you guys do, not just pecans, but you know, uh, other nuts as well and fruits and um, you know, like, I'm looking right now at the caramel cashew patties. Like that to me is like, I love caramel. So, you know, just all that kind of stuff. I mean, you know, and the, the two later, the two layer peppermint bark. And I mean, that's going to be coming up perfect time for some Christmas and Thanksgiving. And one of my favorites is the one that's dipped in uh, toffee, then dipped in chocolate and then rolled in powdered sugar. Yeah, that is a really good candy pecan. So good. Uh, I, it has to be fun. Like just kind of seeing, you know, trying, just scrolling the internet and seeing new recipes and different things and, you know, just getting to try them and put them to market is, um, is there any kind of family recipes on here? Um, there's a few, I think Carrie's put on there. Um, and also, you know, with the new marketing order, American Pecan Council, 
there's a ton of recipes that people go to that website mm-hmm. and it's, you know, and that's where you can find a lot of the nutritional facts, a lot of the uh, uh, studies done with pecans and the health, health aspects of it. But the, they have really created a lot of recipes in the last three to four years with pecans. It's amazing what some of the things they can do with them. Yeah. There's so many things, isn't it? That's on like so many different versions of food or treats or pies or whatever it is. Like it's, it's such a, such a versatile kind of, you know, ingredient that can be put in everything, which is great because you can either eat it healthily or you can put it in a pie and eat enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's always, you know, the go-to way. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. Pecan pie. I'm sure you guys have like some, I mean, just kind of from, from running the business and being in the, in the business, you must have some amazing homemade like dinners and parties and stuff. And yeah, we, we, I do like to eat. <laughs> <laughs> I, say. So I was an offensive lineman in college, so yeah, I wasn't a skinny guy. Part of the job, right? Yeah. Love it. Uh, so for, if, if someone's coming to you guys for the first time, they, they might listen to the podcast, they might go to the website. Um, you know, what's, what's kind of like the go-to, uh, I guess, do you have like a popular item that you go to or is there one that, you think is really good, but some people don't really, it doesn't sell very well compared to other items. Um, probably like this time of year, uh, probably the most popular is just the raw pecans because, uh, different people is, uh, you know, everybody has their own recipe or what they're going to do with it. And we run really good specials this time of year, like our three pound, uh, pieces. If so, if people's just wanting to cook with them, like brownies and even pies and stuff, I mean, the pieces are cheaper than halves. And we also run the three pound halves and on special. And, but I'd say the raw pecan is still the number one seller of anything. Yeah. Awesome. And then, uh, you know, you guys were in 2017, you guys were recognized as the grows of the year for the Oklahoma Pecan Growers Association. Are we going to get that again this year? Do you think you'll win it this year? Um, I don't have a very good crop this year. We had a little freeze damage, so I'm not holding my breath that I'm going to get that this year. That's all right. 2020 is extra uh, weather related that affected. Yeah. Well, I I get so for people listening, can they kind of do you have like I know this this place where people can buy them not just online, right? Do you have like a store at the facility or, or are you uh, yes we do have a little retail store at the front of the facility yeah. and there's about 30 different flavors of pecans up there and there's also some other you know we offer uh, sugar-free for anti-diabetic people um, and there's also some other candies up there in case you would have a nut allergy or something yeah that's Pork. And then you got carry fudge too. And, yeah, uh, fudge is a that's that's a real bad spot for me. Oh, it's, I, I'm gonna have to eat so much food this this Thanksgiving. I'm just gonna have, yeah, it's just I have to make a list. <laughs> come up, we'll send you home with a whole pan of fudge. I will. Yeah, that's that sounds. I love like caramel or fudge or toffee. Like that is my that is my sweet spot for sure. Yeah, she makes she makes a praline one with the, the car- caramels in the middle of the uh, chocolate and stuff. 
just tastes so That's good. really good. Yeah, I'm drooling thinking about it. Oh, awesome. Well, I, I mean, I really appreciate you taking out the time to, you know, busy day and busy season to, to come share the story and, and excited for people listening to, to come to the website and buy some online stuff. And, and then if they're in the area, come visit and say hello. Um, but you know, it's, it's been a pleasure to chat to you and, and I wish you all the best for, for the rest of the season. And hopefully you do get a little bit of time off. Over Christmas. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. It's awesome. My pleasure. This podcast is made possible by the made in Oklahoma program created for Oklahoma's entrepreneurs. Their free to join program focuses on economic growth and development for the small businesses who grow, process, or manufacture a good within Oklahoma. Retail stores who sell made in Oklahoma products can also benefit from their program. Above all, they encourage you to support and shop local wherever possible. Find them on Facebook and visit their website at www.madeinoklahoma.net to learn more. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.